Hey guys, and welcome to the Atlas Weekly Recap, covering the financial news and events of last week and the week ahead as of Monday, September 4th, 2023. In this week's episode, I'll be covering the welcome inflation data released in Australia last week that was weaker than expected. I'll provide a brief summary of how companies held up with the corporate earnings season in Australia now over. Lastly, as always, I'll provide an overview of how global equity markets performed last week. So let's get into it. So looking locally to begin with, on Wednesday, we had Australia's monthly gauge of inflation, which is referred to as this monthly CPI indicator. And it showed that inflation was 4.9% in the 12 months to July. And this is down from 5.4% in June. So great to see that inflation is continuing to ease here in Australia. And the market had actually expected this monthly CPI indicator rate to be about 5.2%. So with inflation slowing to 4.9%, this was really supportive for equity markets. And we did see the Australian ASX 200 share benchmark index close about 1.2% higher on Wednesday. And in addition to that, this really does shore up the case for the RBA to leave interest rates on hold at the current rate of 4.1% when they meet tomorrow, uh, tomorrow Tuesday at Philip Lowe's. And this will be Philip Lowe's final board meeting as, as governor before the incoming governor, Michelle Bullock, takes over. Staying locally, last week marked the end of Australia's corporate earnings season for quarter two, 2023, so for the period to 30 June. Now, this is a period of about three weeks where ASX 200 companies post their earnings results for the period to, to June 30. Usually it's for the, the quarter or the, the last 12 months. And I mean, a feature of this year's earnings season was, was higher than expected interest costs. As, as we all know, interest rates have lifted a, a lot over the last 12 months, as well as rising wage costs as well. So naturally, you know, wages moving higher is, is a cost for, for firms that they, they need to, to manage. And overall, revenue growth held up quite well for, for most companies as it really seemed as if consumer spending defied these interest rate rises and, and inflation. So revenue is effectively how much these firms have generated before taking into account their, their costs. So it's always good to see revenue continuing to, to grow. And however, on the, the profit side of things, so when we're looking at profit, we're looking at revenue less all of the, the expenses that these, these companies had to incur. So we did see profit margins contract. As profit margins contracted, we saw that dividends paid to shareholders were a little bit lower than, than last year, mostly because companies, they, they still remain relatively cautious on the outlook for the, the Australian economy over the next 12 months. So we saw a total of 43% of companies increase their, their dividend from last year. So this is compared to the average of about 58%. However, this reduction in the dividend growth is largely due to a lot of these big mining stocks cutting their, their dividends from last year, where they were really at record highs off the back of higher commodity prices. So commodity prices from 12 months ago have fallen since, since then. So that's resulted in these, a lot of these mining companies paying lower dividends. And as we know, the ASX 200 is mostly made up of mining companies. So BHP, for example, 
paid out a record dividend last financial year. So as commodity prices have fallen lower, they've paid out a smaller dividend this year. And I guess as well, companies are, are investing more in, in their businesses. So capital expenditure is increasing and we're, we're seeing these dividend or these payout ratios moving to, to more normal post-COVID levels. Let's take a look at what global equity markets did last week. So it was a strong week for equities, both locally here in Australia and abroad, with the supportive inflation data here in Australia. And then on Friday, we saw the US unemployment rate, it moved higher from 3.5% to 3.8%. So this is supportive for equity markets because it supports the case for the, the Federal Reserve in the United States to leave interest rates on hold, and they meet later this month. So sort of helped with the enthusiasm in the, the US equity markets. The ASX 200 was 2.3% higher. The US S&P 500 was up 2.5%. The NASDAQ Composite was up 3.25%. The Eurostoxx 50 index was up 1.1%. In the UK, the FTSE 100 was up 1.7%. In Hong Kong, the Hang Seng index was 2.37% higher. The Australian dollar against the US dollar, it's as I said last week, it is it has started to, to stabilize a little bit. It is up 0.75% for the last week, and it's currently sitting at about US 65%. Looking to the week ahead, locally here in Australia, most noteworthy this week will be the last RBA board meeting with Philip Lowe as, as governor before incoming RBA Governor Michelle Bullock takes on the role. And it is expected the interest rate target will remain on hold at 4.1% at this week's meeting. Wednesday here in Australia, we'll see key economic data on Australia's national accounts. And this is items including gross domestic products, so GDP, which is a measure of the, the output of, of an economy. And we'll also see data on household savings ratios here in Australia. On the GDP item, it is expected GDP to grow by about a modest 0.3% in the quarter to June. And this will take the annual rate of GDP from 2.3% to 1.7%. So in line with estimates there, it was expected that GDP would begin to ease off the back of uh, higher interest rates. The US share market will be closed on Monday for the Labor Day public holiday. That's all for this week, guys. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Atlas Weekly Recap. Thanks for dialing in.